Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. If you're a smoker or dipper looking to make a change, you really only need one reason to do it. But with Zen Nicotine Pouches, you can find many. Zen is America's number one nicotine pouch. It's made with only six simple ingredients. Plus, Zen is the only nicotine pouch with a 10-day hassle-free trial. There are lots of options when it comes to nicotine satisfaction, but there's only one Zen. Find your Zen online or in a store near you at zen.com find. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, We've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Thanks for listening to the best of the Ben Maller Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weeknight from 2 to 6 Eastern, 11 p.m. to 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And to find your local station for the Ben Maller Show at foxsportsradio.com, you can find it there. Or stream us live every night on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the best of the Ben Maller Show on Fox Sports Radio. The sky is falling in the NBA and in college basketball as well. Yeah, a rare well, – I broke the code is what I did. I, I did the thing you're not supposed to do at the time you're not supposed to do it, but it did provide us with great content. I'm convinced that I influenced the outcome of a college basketball game uh, as well. Welcome in the beginning of a, another edition of the Ben Maller Show, but this different. It's the Thanksgiving Day edition of the show, which means extra bells and whistles. We will have the penny make an appearance later. Yes, we will stuff your belly with amazing nonsense is what we're going to do. Keep your company here late at night. 
and and right now I'm told, you know, right, all over the land, the big turkey in the sky is going around to houses and delivering the turkey and the stuffing and the mashed potatoes and the gravy and the biscuits and all that. It's uh, magical. You can actually go online on foxsportsradio.com and you can follow the turkey as it makes its way from the East Coast to the West Coast. So it's, it's very exciting. We're all very excited. Uh, but before we get into the, the meat of the matter here, I'm going to save a lot of my gusto because uh, the, the Warriors, I think we're, we're waiting for a, a bigger audience to join us in a little bit here on the network, but the Golden State Warriors and the Oklahoma City Thunder played a basketball game which saw Oklahoma City take Golden State behind the woodshed and just destroy them in the fourth quarter in particular, but the Warriors were trailing pretty much the entire game. It was a a domination situation until Golden State finally went into submission mode. And this matters. The Warriors are 12-7 and seven on the season. More importantly, they've now lost four in a row. The sky is falling. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, I enjoy sky is falling radio. Yeah, It's just going to make the comeback story that much better. I say, oh, the Warriors... Uh, you, you can see the open now, the stand-up open of the NBA Finals and those doofuses are standing on the court. And they're like, I right, remember back in November, around Thanksgiving, when the Warriors lost four games in a row and it looked like they were going through the motions. They became fat, rich, and happy. They were satisfied with all their championships. And then, magically, presto, the Warriors came back, they went on their run, and they were on their way, and here we are. But the four-game losing streak is the longest since Steve Kerr dropped in from the heavens. Longest losing streak since 2013. Now, I remember the Warriors as a franchise that always lost. Uh, They were the losingest franchise in the history of the NBA, the Warriors franchise. So this is more like the traditional Golden State Warriors, the 28-point loss by the Warriors to the Thunder, the second worst since Steve Kerr, which is like it's like the point of demarcation. It's like before and after Christ. Steve Kerr, right? Since after Steve Kerr took over, this is, this is not good. Uh, Steve Kerr was asked about how he's going to keep the Warriors being positive in this cloud of negativity. They're flying through some dark clouds, as the Black Mamba would say back in the day. And he said his plan to keep the Warriors' spirits up, he's going to mimic a circus clown, and he will juggle during shoot-around. I think that's a good idea. I don't think he was joking at all. I think he's planning on putting on a clown nose, clown hair, and doing his thing. Anyway, uh, the Warriors uh, have some issues. And again, it all started... It all started with the Clippers. That is, you can see the moment it all went to hell. All right, meanwhile, so I, I did something I don't normally do. I, I, I have one of the greatest honors. I, I, check that. The greatest honor in all of sport I have. What is the most important award in sport? Do you know what it is? What's that? You say the, you say the Heisman? No, it's not the Heisman. Cy Young? No. Cy Young, please. Cy Young's not that important. 
MVP in the NFL, small potatoes. The most honorable thing you can win in, in all of sport, the John R. Wooden Award. And for a long time now, going way back, uh, man, I don't want to say how long, I voted for the John R. Wooden Award, the most prestigious ballot in all of sport. And I have. Now, that said, I usually binge watch college basketball after the Super Bowl. That's how I've always done it. But for some reason, the stars aligned. The planets uh, all were lined up in a row there, and I happened to be in a place where the college basketball game was on, the big game in the afternoon, or the West Coast afternoon, evening on the East Coast. Yeah, it might be Mercury in retrograde. Could be. So I I not only found myself in a position to watch a college basketball game, I actually watched it and and I'm gonna more impressively gonna talk about it. Yeah. And I figure I can do it because no one's listening. It's Thanksgiving. <laughs> Who the hell's listening? I mean, I'm talking to I'm talking to these guys. Um but yeah, I watched the Duke game and, and you know, Coach K. Who's who's been there since before they actually had nets in the basket? Uh, he, he was there when they had peach baskets. That's how long he's been there. But Coach K could not cook up the winning formula at the Maui Invitational as Gonzaga squeezing out a win. You see this game, a two-point win in the championship game in Maui. And I was like, wait a minute here. I had, I had read all these heartfelt stories about how great Duke was. The greatest college basketball team ever assembled. Three NBA All-Stars. Now, you realize that Duke hasn't played every cupcake the beginning of the year, but the fact that they had trailed for, what, 35 seconds the first five games of the season, they got a lot of uh, hype, a lot of hype, a lot of puffery, and uh, I'll tell you this. I don't know about what happened in those other games, but Duke absolutely deserved to lose, and they did against the Zags. And they, they were fighting an uphill battle the entire game, and the, the feisty uh, Bulldogs, from the very beginning, they ran out and they had a lead, and they had a double-digit lead for good chunks of the game. And so they won, and congratulations to the Zags for getting the win. But the better story is in the losing locker room and I'm so happy because I don't think I would have done a Maller monologue if the Zags had lost. But since Duke lost, we can do it. All right, we can do it. So the question is, how discouraging is this loss for the Dukies? So I have a couple of brief observations. You've got myth-busting, the shrinking violet, and the Titanic. And we will mix all these together. Now, we'll begin with the fact that this, what this does – is make things more difficult. Now, it doesn't make things more difficult for Duke because Duke's got these talented ball players. It makes it more difficult for the storytellers of college basketball because even I, who usually wait until after the Super Bowl to binge watch college basketball, even I was bombarded with people putting Duke on a pedestal. Now, let's be honest, mostly ESPN. But the three future lottery picks, all-stars in the NBA, players that you just pour some water on top, they're ready to go as great players in the NBA, Zion Williamson and, and JT Barrett and these guys, the new dynamic duo, unstoppable. Never heard of them. 
How about the story? Was it last week or the week before? The Blue Devils team, so good. How good are they? I'll tell you, they're so good that they could beat the Cavaliers in the NBA. Remember that? Yeah. Yeah. Of course, they just lost in what looked like a high school gym in Maui, which I believe we'd put that in the category myth-busting. Right, if you say this is the greatest college basketball team ever, and this guy's, you know, the, the next uh, whoever, uh, Michael Jordan, or this guy's the next Carl Malone, and then they go out and you know, they lose. Hard to sell that fairy tale that they're the greatest college basketball team of all time. Now, in addition, this game in particular, because I have the eye of a scout, uh, this game in particular helping the legend of Zion Williamson, unless it didn't. Now, for the uneducated, this is this is where I need to bring nuance, because uh, I have the eyes of a trained scout. So if you look at the stat line, you say, man, the guy had a good game, 22 points, 10 rebounds, 4 blocks for Williamson, hammered dunks, big blocks worthy of posting on Instagram or Twitter or whatever. What's not to like? You know what's not to like? I'll tell you what's not to like. Down the stretch... Zion Williamson became a shrinking violet. He did. Now, whether it was by design or not, that is up for debate, but he was nothing more than a decoy, a player that had been hyped up as the greatest thing since, what, LeBron James? Pick your former hyped-up player. There have been plenty. But he was a decoy, a guy that they're trying to compare to Carl Malone and Charles Barkley. Should point out that when Charles Barkley got to the NBA, they said, well, he wouldn't make it because he's going to eat too much. And Carl Malone, they didn't think he was going to be amazing. There were no, no one, at that time, the draft wasn't hyped up uh, as much as it, it is today. But anyway, uh, he, he didn't get the ball late. Williamson did not get the ball late in the game. Duke came back, made it a game. He didn't get a single touch at the end of the game. Get this guy hyped up as uh, Jesus, and he doesn't get the ball at the end of the game. He was an afterthought. I mean, uh, was it uh, R.J. Barrett, I guess. He, he ran three consecutive ISOs uh, at, at the rim. There was very little ball movement. You know what it reminded me of? It reminded me of like old school NBA where like the, the Nuggets or the Knicks back in the day, throw the ball to Carmelo, clear out, everyone else twiddle your thumbs. <laughs> Have a good time, boys. It was a pathetic performance. Yes. All right, last thing on this. Uh, So, again, it was was a symphony of uh, mistakes for Duke at the end. And I just happened to watch. It was flawed offense. It was missed foul shots, missed dunks in there, just general wrongdoing, late-game situation. Now, the Duke apologists are already circling the wagons. And you know what they're doing? They're playing the youth card. Yep, they're playing the youth cards. Ah, we're one of the youngest teams in college basketball. Blah, 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 blah. You never heard any of that when they were 5-0 and and all that. So, and, uber talented. They, they're blessed with tremendous athleticism and skill and all that, and it doesn't mean much until we get to the tournament and games are usually closer. So we'll see. But it's my 10-cent scouting report. On the Dukies. All right, it's the Ben Maller Show on Fox, the Thanksgiving edition. Gobble, gobble, gobble. Now, I'm told some old-time callers will be coming out of the woodwork 
to make an appearance. I don't know if this is true or not, but some people reached out to me and said, hey, I used to call back in the day or whatever. I'm going to be calling tonight. Now, a lot of them are- a What's lot that, of, Roberto? Yes, Roberto? <laughs> are a lot of them going to be drunk? Well, what else is there to do? I mean, yeah. you know, you're not working. There's nothing else going on. A lot of people party on Wednesday night. A lot of people like to party. Yeah. Drink. Pre-game. Yeah, pre-game. Well, you got to get liquored up because then you can be hanging out with family. and you know, We all love our families, but that doesn't mean we love all of our families. There's always that <laughs> annoying aunt or uncle or cousin or whoever, that, or the if you're married, the in-laws you got to deal with. So it's a it becomes problematic. So you have to you know, occasionally, you know, if you're not drinking and driving, there's nothing wrong with that. We're not in prohibition. Knock yourself. Right? Knock yourself. Uh, now, you heard Roberto. Coop is here. Guess who's not here? Guess who doesn't love you? Guess who's corporate? Guess who took the day <laughs> off? You want to take a guess? Yeah. Uh, yeah, that guy. Yeah, he's not here. No, no, no. But we have a true radio talent, a man with a decorated resume who is about to dazzle you with his brilliance. Brian Finley. How you doing, Brian? Everything good? Yes. Hey, what's going on, Ben? How are you, man? So you got the pipes, Brian? Look at that. You got better yep. pipes than me. You're a professional oh, broadcaster. <laughs> ben, I grew up, and not to make you old here, but I grew up listening to you. No, And no, I no, loved no. it. Yes. No, no. Oh, don't yes. Say it. Don't say that. No. I know. Did I do Don't say that. No, I'm not that old. <laughs> I'm a millennial, Brian. Don't... No, I'm your same age. How old are you, Brian? I turned 30 last week. Really? Wow. Congratulations. Thanks, man. Jimmy and Cooper are the same age. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Yep. You want to change with Cooper? I turned 30 last Saturday. Yeah. Did you man, know that? I did yeah. not. Well, Ben, do I ask how old you are? I just turned 29. <laughs> yeah. My birthday back in April. I just turned 29. <laughs> okay. so. I, I turned, turned 20, 29 for the 15th year or something like that? Yeah, something like that. I yeah. turned 30 in December. Oh, you do? Yeah. yeah. Oh. yeah. Give or take. You know, He's yeah. using Roberto math, <laughs> which, is, which is a different kind of math there. But- I met you a few weeks ago, right, Brian? You were in here. Yeah, yeah just yeah. just got the start here, man. And, and what a pleasure to meet you. And yeah, it's great to, and, to see you in the flesh, man. I mean, that, wow. that, that's uh, that that's pretty special. And you would admit when you see me in person, you know, my photo does not do me justice. It's really built like Adonis. You would you would agree? Yes. Oh, oh, absolutely. Yes, uh, clearly. <laughs> Are you looking for headphones, Coop? Because there's headphones in here, Coop. If you want, yeah. Coop's like he's looking around trying <laughs> to poach like, headphones out of here. There. They're right in the middle. <laughs> take those, Coop. Feel free. Don't mind. Now, Brian, you're, I've worked here for a long time, and and the entire time there was nowhere to get food. We had to leave the building to get food here. And just a few weeks after you start, right outside your room there, you can get any kind of unhealthy food you want from the vending machine. So this is exciting for us. You know why? They knew, they knew Brian was going to be here. That's why. <laughs> yeah? <laughs> for you, Brian. You know, the question is now, guys, that we're in L.A., how much of what's over there is gluten-free? Well, I, there's some kind of guac chips, but I don't <laughs> think there was any guacamole used to make the chips. No, so, <laughs> they had those veggie sticks, too. Yeah. There's trail mix. M- my idea of trail mix is just milk, chocolate, and peanuts. That's my idea. I don't want any raisins or anything that's even <laughs> plausibly healthy in the in the trail mix, but... There's all kinds of stuff. But you got your start in San Diego. Is that right, Brian? Yeah. Yeah. Well, so I actually, so I'm from San Diego, and then I worked in local TV for a while as a a local sportscaster. Oh, TV guy. Look at this. We got a TV guy. Thank God Ralph's not here. We got a TV guy here. (laughs) This is great. So I worked, and I worked in Spokane, Washington with uh, an affiliate up there and worked in Memphis, Tennessee. 
Wow. Watched and listened to to your work throughout the ages, and and, and not not to no, make you feel like you're old. <laughs> well, I just started here a couple years ago, so I don't know. That's yeah. great. So you've already done TV. Now you're here, and what's what's the goal? You want to go back to TV, or you're done with that? What are you planning? You on? You know, the biggest thing for me, and and what I really want to do is be versatile. And I know that some people think, well, you need to focus, or you want just one thing to get really good at but I love the radio thing like I do some stuff at UCLA and I'm having a blast over there yeah. we host their coaches show with a, a buddy of mine and it's it's really fun and being able to do that and then calling sports and doing live production and being here I'm very blessed and I'm very grateful to be here so really what you're saying is you want to be employed so to be employed, you have to do a lot of different things. That's the way the business is now. You can't just be a one-trick pony or you're, you're done. Yeah, yeah, abs- it, yeah. yeah absolutely. Doing, uh, you know, I love calling volleyball matches. Volleyball? I, you know, oh, yeah. What? Man. Oh, yeah, whatever, man. Right. I want to get into beach volleyball, but that's another story. I bet you do story. want to get into beach volleyball. <laughs> I think we all want to get into beach volleyball. <laughs> absolutely. No, nothing wrong with beach volleyball. Let me tell you something. That's some great television. You know, Ben, you yeah. and I could do a tandem team. Yeah, well, no, not play. I could do the. I'd be like your color commentator, and you could be the play-by-play guy. Well, you know, as long as we're in the right position, where the press box. I don't know where the press box would be located, <laughs> yeah. but hey, anyway. All right. Well, good to have you here, Brian. I'm glad uh, and you, you pulled the short straw. You're here working overnight, Uh-oh. so it's great. I'm loving it, Ben. Thank you so All much right. for having me. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific, on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. So when Steve Kerr took over as coach of the Warriors. Uh, back in the 2014-2015 season, the Warriors did not lose their seventh game until January, January 27th. The following year, that redonkulous Warrior marching and chowder society, that, that ridiculous juggernaut of a team, the Warriors did not lose their seventh game until March 19th. The season ended a month later. The regular season, they lost their seventh game. That was the record-setting team that then vomited in the NBA Finals. But if you look at uh, two years ago, January, mid-January, the Warriors lost their seventh game. Last year, it was late December, just before Christmas. And now this year, November 21st, the Warriors go down the toilet. Down the toilet they go. Their fourth straight loss is the two-man band of Durant and Klay Thompson. Not enough against... The Oklahoma City Thunder. Now, this was not a total rat kill. The score is misleading, uh, although Oklahoma City did lead pretty much from coast to coast. It was a somewhat competitive game in the uh, random night before Thanksgiving NBA activity. It was a four-point game with about 10 minutes to go, and then all hell broke loose in favor of the, the Thunder. But... You know, the Warriors have their issues. Steve Kerr, I assume, is going to play basketball again. I don't think he's retired. Pretty confident Draymond Green will be back. Uh, and then if they keep losing when those guys are there, then we got something. Now we got some real, real drama. But we have some other stuff to discuss involving the Warriors, and that is the mouth of Kevin Durant, who continues to work overtime to feed the content machine. Now, on a previous edition, of this show, we talked about KD claiming his spat with Draymond Green will not affect his free agent decision. He pointed out how that goes against everything that Durant has done in his career. Well, 
Part of that interview, which we were unaware of, and it came to light in the hours after we got off the air, Durant taking aim at the fan, specifically a fan in Texas. Durant was fined $25,000 for telling a Mavericks fan to watch the effing game and shut the F up. So if you've not heard the reaction to the punishment, Durant was doing an interview with Yahoo. They were recording the interview, and the guy on Yahoo told Durant he got a message on his phone, hey, you've been fined twenty five grand for yelling at a Maverick fan. And then that led to, we have the audio, that led to this. Here's Durant's response. What happened with that, man? Grown men can't come to a game and heckle grown men. That's, that's, that's corny and that's weak. You come into a game to heckle another grown man. You saw a few weak. Draymond this, Draymond that. Yeah. You a bitch. Like, you, you going to sleep as a grown man doing that to another person. Yeah. I get that. All right. Now, he said some variation of grown men, I think four times. How, how long was that sound bite? What are we looking at there? How long was that? Let's see here. 22 seconds. Oh, 22 seconds. So, let's play this again. Now, this is, this is the unfiltered reaction. Well, we did bleep it, or somebody else bleeped it. But here's uh, Durant. Again, this is what he told Yahoo. Listen. What happened with that, man? Grown men can't come to a game and heckle grown men. That's 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 corny and that's weak. You come into a game to heckle another grown man. You saw a few weak. Draymond this, Draymond that. Yeah. You a bitch. Like, you, you going to sleep as a grown man grown doing man. that to another person. Yeah. yeah. I get that. He's really into this grown man thing. He likes that m- maturity and all that. Now, I did see a drop. Now, let's see if my man Roberto knows what the drop is in that soundbite. Do you know what the drop is in that soundbite? Do you know what it is? I'll tell you what it is. Play it one more time because, to me, the one we can use is, you're soft, you're weak. Play it. Let's, listen again. Let's see. What happened with that, man? Grown men can't come to a game and heckle grown men. That's, that's, that's corny and that's weak. You come into a game to heckle another grown man. You saw a few weak. Draymond this, Draymond that. Yeah. You a bitch. Like, yeah, we can do that one you, too. You, you going to sleep yeah. as a grown man doing that to another person. All right, yeah. all right, all right. So the, the question, let's discuss. The question is, do you think that Kevin Durant's life lesson will resonate with the NBA fan? The heckling NBA fan. Will this work? It will work as well as the Hindenburg work, okay? Uh, Now, my perspective, you've got the Goliath, monsters, and the ocean. And we will link all this together. Now, hey, Kevin Durant continues to live in a bubble. He's the boy in the bubble. Good for him. It must be wonderful. It's a really nice bubble or a shoebox, whatever you want to call it. Uh, It would not be a problem if Durant wasn't on this thing called social media. He's on there all the time. Now, KD is playing the victim is what he's doing, right? That victim mentality. He's painting the picture somehow like he's the first professional athlete to ever get razzed by fans. A real trailblazer, not a Portland trailblazer. He's a trailblazer. Give me a break. This tradition goes back to David versus Goliath. If you don't believe me, when Goliath lost, to the much smaller, weaker opponent. He has been the butt of jokes. They wrote a book about it. You might have read the book. 
Uh, and they put it in the book, David and Goliath. And in that chapter in the book, people still goof on Goliath. Like, how could you lose? You were an, like a 25-point favorite in that, and you lost. So, I mean, what's up with that? People pay thousands of dollars, or at least their companies do, for these courtside seats. And as long as the fan does not throw batteries, shout out Giant fans, shout out Philly fans and some other folks who've done it. But as long as you don't throw batteries, other projectiles, uh, use racist language and things like that, everything else is fair game. I am a fan right advocate. I have the fans back. Now, some of my favorite memories back in the day before I got into this dopey media business was recalling how you could get under a player's skin when I would be sitting out in the bleachers and somebody would be thrown off their game. And uh, I remember one time, I, I just uh, this was actually after I started in the, in the business, but I was, happened to be in the crowd in Anaheim, and the Yankees were playing the Angels, and Jim Layritz, who would become a World Series hero, and actually later on someone that I had a, uh, a brief friendship with when he was with the Dodgers at the end of his career, but, but Layritz was playing third base for the Yankees, and there were people just killing him. Right? Cowboy Jim Layritz. And I'm telling you, he made an error at third base because he kept turning to talk to the guy in the crowd after every pitch, and he'd put his glove in front of his mouth, right? And then he'd say something, and it was we were all laughing our ass. I didn't do it. I was the one behind where that was happening. But I was laughing, and he made an error. And then, of course, then it just you – know, the floodgates were open. I mean, my goodness. Uh, it, was, it was awesome. Uh, but, you know, again, as long as you keep things you know, relatively, relatively in check, and as far as the Warriors, even though they've lost four in a row, they are the dynamic force of the NBA. They are the Goliath of the NBA. And Durant, I don't have a lot of empathy for him. He's getting paid $30 million from the Golden State Warriors. He's got a $300 million contract from Nike. Uh, and I advise him to have a line of Slim Reaper earplugs with the swoosh on them, the part sticking out of the ear tube. You can have the swoosh on it. There, there you go. Branding. Right. Don't ask me about that again. Of course, they'll charge $75 for the for the earplugs, but so what? They have the Nike logo on them. Uh, and the second thing, now Durant, it's fair to say based on this, this comment and another thing, not the brightest light bulb on the block. What do you think the fallout from that soundbite that we played is going to be? Do you think that's going to be helpful? Uh, and, no, I'm going to go no one. All right, let's go with door number two for this Durant decree. The old backfire. The mercurial star of the Warriors has just provided gallons and gallons of jet fuel to those that do not like Kevin Durant. There's an old saying, and you might have heard it, if you feed the monster, you make more monsters. And so what Durant has done, all those people he despises that get under his skin and try to hit his buttons, he has just given them a bunch of red meat. He's tossed red meat into the lion's cage. This is what he's done. And, uh, and we're off to the races. It's more confirmation that Durant really is the most thin-skinned athlete in American sport, I don't know about the world. I don't follow soccer. You might be listening in New Zealand or South Africa or somewhere and have somebody else. But I, I'm going with Durant. I'm going with Durant. And, and I've also believed in this. It is an honor for Durant to be targeted. Like, I'm, I'm a nobody. 
Like, I'm a pimple on an elephant's ass, and I get a kick out of it when people get so offended by something that I say. (laughs) My show starts at 2 a.m. on the East Coast, where most of the population in America lives. I'm on while 98% of people are sleeping, and people get so offended. So offended with my position. I, I love it. It's great. Just wonderful that you get your blood boiling because of something like that. And But I, if I was like Durant, I would not be on social media. I'd never check my mentions and all that stuff. I would never do it. But I would say it's the power of publicity. And, and there's a great story also from the mid-19th century about the great showman P.T. Barnum. And I've watched some documentaries on P.T. Barnum, a fascinating character in American history and the freak show and all that wonderful stuff. Uh, But one time a rival of P.T. Barnum was so upset with P.T. Barnum's shenanigans. He said the world's tallest guy, world monster. He had all these, back in the early 1900s before they fact-checked stuff, he'd come up with all the two-headed person. He'd have all these weird freaks. The freak show, right? Uh, And Barnum, one of his rivals, this guy David Hannum, told the newspaper of the people that go watch P.T. Barnum's show, they said there's a sucker born every minute. Now, that quote was credited to P.T. Barnum, but it was actually against P.T. Barnum because of the, the, the kind of act that he put on. Do you know what P.T. Barnum said? This quote's also famous. You know what he shot back to that quote that was in the newspaper? That was back before the Internet, you know, back in the 19, early 1900s. Or, uh, but you know what he, he did? P.T. Barnum shot back and said, I don't care what the newspapers say about me as long as they spell my name right, is what he said. Now, a version of that, no, no, a version of that quote has been used by many people uh, over the years in high-profile situations, and it does apply. Durant should be, he doesn't get the $300 million contract with Nike just based on his basketball. You have to have marketability. All right, party shot on this. Now, Kevin Durant is, the words we could use, ever-changing is a word, depending on the mood. We know he's never that far away from the pendulum swinging back. He once told reporters that they can't ask him certain questions, which is always an interesting way to do an interview. Um, I think it's very North Korean-like when you say, all right, you can't ask me this, you can't ask me that. I mean, as much as you want to rip Donald Trump, he might not like the questions, but at least he'll dodge them, and then he'll take the microphone away from you. But Durant's like, you can't ask me that. Now he's telling fans how to act. There's one thing every man, woman, and child we can all agree. Kevin Durant, say it with me now, hypocritical. Kevin Durant is hypocritical. Which is, there's a lot of people that are hypocritical, but Durant's, a, he's on the list. He might not be at the top of the list, but Durant's hypocritical. He wants to swim in the ocean and not get wet. That's what he wants to do. He wants to dive into the ocean and not get wet. Doesn't work that way. On one hand, Durant is saying grown men shouldn't do this and grown men shouldn't do that. On the other hand, Kevin Durant, who I believe is 30 years old, has a burner account to fight back against trolls on social media. Do grown men do that? Now, Durant, once he gets done with Nike, he can do some commercials for the ultra-soft Charmin toilet paper, which I believe is, you know, they need a new endorser, brand endorser. Softness that you can see. Right? Why not? Good to the last piece of paper. It's just wonderful. It's uh, the Ben Maller Show on Fox as we press on here. We'll take your calls. 877-99 on Fox. 877-996-6369. And we have 
Brian Finley, who's in here tonight, says uh, Corporate Garcia is away, but Brian loves you, and he's here to entertain you and all that, and Roberto and the Koopa Loop and all of that. And uh, this, of course, being Thanksgiving, in the Thanksgiving mood. And all I used to be a heckler, Ben, back in were. the days at Dodger Stadium in the Pavilion, yeah. What was your most successful heckle? Oh, I don't know, man. I don't. I don't know what you it don't was. remember. No, I don't remember. But it's bad to, heckling, man. If you don't remember, no, I, I used to get a laugh from the whole the whole pavilion. It yeah. was a lot. It was a lot of fun. I might have thrown a few batteries here and there, but oh, Roberto, if <laughs> you're chucking <laughs> batteries, from eleven the, years playing here, you can't be throwing batteries from the pavilion. That's a bad job by yeah, you. Yeah, it's a bad job by me. Yeah, I remember one time when I was doing stuff with the Dodgers, and we were in New York, and the, the Mets had Todd Hunley, who was a star in that era of the Mets. And Todd Hunley had an operation on his, his throwing elbow, and he, they botched the operation, so he couldn't play catcher anymore. So they moved Todd Hunley out to the outfield. He couldn't play the outfield. Oh, yeah, he was couldn't terrible. throw. And it was one of the first games he played the outfield. The Dodgers were in New York, and I remember, I'll never forget this. Todd Hunley, the genius of Todd Hunley, before social media, he, but, he butchered a throw in left field for the Mets. <laughs> he comes off the field, right? He goes to the dugout. He throws his hat in the dugout. He then looks over at the red light on the camera to see when they go to commercial and then proceeds to give the bird to the Mets fans sitting behind the dugout. That was awesome. So I'm off camera. Ah, there, there you went to commercial. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific. So let's get to it. Here we go. It's Maller. How about that? To the third degree. This is when Big Ben gets grilled. And the Cooper. Now, despite current trends in the NFL, Pete Carroll said in a recent interview that he's adamant about sticking to his philosophy of running the ball and playing well on defense. Now, the Seahawks are the only team in the league that run over 50% of the time, Ben. You think this will end up being Pete Carroll's demise? Uh, no, I, this is not going to be his demise. There's other stuff that's going to lead to his demise. But before all the old guys say, I like Carroll because he knows how to play football, he has no choice. All right, he has no choice. Number one, you go to battle with the weapons you have. Russell Wilson is not someone who can be the offensive dynamo that Patrick Mahomes or uh, Jared Goff or Drew Brees can be. Wilson has been effective when limited. Seattle does not have the playmakers either on that roster to support the modern style of offense. So Pete Carroll has to play with the cards that he's dealt. And number two, he sounds like a dinosaur with these comments. The biggest problem he has is the Seahawks are likely to be sold at some point. Paul Allen passed away recently, and so Carroll will either be coaching at USC or being t- doing TV next. All right, next. Now, over the past couple of seasons, we've heard about the great things that lie ahead for Penn State coach James Franklin. And now we're hearing reports that he could be in line to replace Clay Helton at USC. Ben, what do you see happening with Franklin? Well, my advice to Franklin is to stay at Penn State, although I understand the natives are restless it's not so happy valley at this point for James Franklin. But from what I've deciphered here, to me this sounds like he's just trying to use the USC job as leverage to get some more money to shake down the Nittany Lions. It's a money play, a classic move that's been used by many coaches, standard operating procedure. Now that said, Franklin also has a reputation at the same time of being a social climber. So I wouldn't totally discount this, but it doesn't make a lot of sense. Franklin, number two, a tough sell. If you're going to get rid of Clay Helton, they got to pay him $14 million. That's the buyout on Clay Helton if you're USC. You're going to get rid of Clay Helton and hire James Franklin, 
who has no cachet in Southern California. He's never worked at a Western school. He's never really had to recruit the West Coast. That's not a home run hire. Next. Now, Ben, the son of former NBA big man Manute Bull, whose name is Bull Bull. I love the name. Love it. It's great. Yeah. He's seven foot two. He plays at Oregon. Now, video's been floating around of him burying NBA distance three-pointers. Ben, are you excited to say the name Bull Bull for the next 10 to 15 years? Yeah, well, I know you're more excited than me. You've been saying it already for 10 to 15 years, Coop. So, but yeah, Bull Bull, absolutely, 100%. You know, I first started covering the NBA, and Manute Bull was still playing. He was at the end of his career with the Golden State Warriors. And I remember standing next to Manute Bull in the locker room, and I was like, wow, he's really tall. But I was, did not think he was intimidatingly tall because he was, he was as skinny as a pencil when I was in kindergarten. The guy that was the biggest I ever saw in the NBA was George Murison. That guy was built like a brick house, and he was t- a little taller than Manute Bull. But, but I'm all for Bull Bull. I love it. He's great. I, mean, I, I didn't even know who the guy was a, a year ago, but good for him. All right, there we go, Koopa Loop. How'd we do? Ben, you pass this edition. On Thanksgiving, that's the winner! Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. It's now time for... Thunder's Russell Westbrook had a trip. All right, here we go. It's time now for, yep, that's right, Ask Ben. Your questions are answers for the rest of the hour. These are actual questions by actual listeners like yourself. And now we go to the dais and Koopa Loop, the keeper of the questions. Before we get started, Koopa, I had to pull up what grade would you give the Thanksgiving edition of Newbie Night on the radio? We had hundreds of votes and... 47% 47% said it was either an A or a B, so they loved it. And uh, everyone said it was, pretty much everyone says at least average, so they loved, uh, they loved Newbie 9. All right, let's get to the questions. Here we go. All right, Ben, we're going to start with a question for you. All right. Uh, this is from Triple Nickel Pickle Tickle. Oh, yeah, Trip. I call him Trip. Yep. That's a lot to say, yep. his full name. <laughs> uh, he wants to know, Ben, what is your sleep schedule like on Sundays when there's football all day and you work at night? Yeah, it's a great question. Uh, what I typically try to do is uh, my theory on the NFL is nothing really that noteworthy happens in the first half. So I try to time it where I wake up for the second half of the early television window. Because I feel like the game-changing moments, if either the game's a blowout, we don't talk about it. If it's a, you know the team runs out and boat races the other team, so my strategy on that—it's a good question. I try to get up for the second half, which is about was eleven thirty-ish, I think, or yeah. 11, you know, right around there, West Coast time. So that's that's when I try to get up because that's you know that that's where the games that last hour before the late games, all kind of crazy craps going on. So that's when I try to wake. That's what I do also, yeah. Ben, when I when I stay up super late the night. Yeah, before. I always try to stay up late Saturday, man. I can live like a human being and don't have to come in here. It's great. Yeah. yeah. That's right, Ben. Another question for you. Okay. Uh, this is from Jason on Facebook. Hi, Jason. Ben, have you ever gone shopping on Black Friday? Uh, let's see here. I'm trying to think. Oh, yeah, I'm sure at some point I did. I, not not in a long time, though. I usually work. For years I worked. I'm working Black Friday this year, so I'll be sleeping. I need to get a... Here's how you know you, you've reached middle-aged. Here's how you know your life is not as much fun as it used to be. I'll be looking this weekend to find a dishwasher. 
That's going to be the big purchase, Coop. But I have done the Black Friday thing. It's not even really Black Friday anymore because a lot of the stores open up Thanksgiving oh, it's night. So irritating. So it's, it, you, I used to love it because I'd do the overnight show and there'd be people waiting online. And it was great. We had a wonderful time. You know, the women would hear the show that never got to hear the show because their husbands forced them to listen. And there were families all camped out. But now the store's open at like 6 o'clock on Christmas. You can go to Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Oh, 3 Thanksgiving, o'clock. Yeah. yeah, you're right. All right. Uh, let's ask Ben your questions. Our answers, a Thanksgiving edition. By the way, I'll be reading liners coming up. You will not hear this on the air, but liners for an affiliate. Something every talk show host loves. I'll be doing that coming up. Ben, these questions are unavoidable on a Thanksgiving edition of Ask Ben, so I'm going to okay. ask them. What am I thankful for? Uh, oh. n- no, not that. Well, <laughs> anyway, this is for the entire crew. All right. Have you ever deep fried a turkey? It is one of the great failures of my life. Oh, you ha- you've attempted? I've, I've, no, I've never done it. Oh, oh okay. I, I want to do it, and I've tried to negotiate with the wife. The problem is she's seen all the videos on the internet of people blowing up their their houses, lighting their decks on fire. I know you can deep fry a turkey safely. Here's what you do. You do A, you do it outside. There's no overhang on the house. Concrete floor. Do not you don't dump it like you're dunking a basketball. I've I've seen videos on how to properly deep fry a turkey. I've never done it. It's the perfect way to eat a turkey, uh, but I haven't done it. Uh, what about, uh, is is Brian available or is he busy doing stuff? I don't know. He might be busy doing stuff. Uh, hey, guys, I'm here. Yeah, have you ever deep fried a turkey? You were in the South. You lived in Memphis. I did. So yeah. I pretty much only eat, and this is going to sound oh, you're, different. You're vegan? <laughs> what are you? Oh, boy. Uh-oh. Only Uh-oh. no carbs, no sugar. Oh, boy. So it's all just meat and vegetables. And I haven't yeah. had anything other than water to drink for... The last nine months. Oh, okay. So it's, it's relatively new. No, I, I mostly drink water. I used to be a big soda drinker. Yeah. And I was, I just by cutting soda out, I lost a lot of weight. Just by cutting soda out. And I pretty much drink water. Occasionally I'll cheat and have a lemonade on the weekend, but I'm pretty much water all the time. Um, so, but, so I guess the deep fried turkey thing, that would be a no, I guess. Is that, yeah. Is that, no, okay. It's right. not, but well, you know what I do any sort of like, so I don't do like preservatives and this sounds really snobby, so, but I don't do any like ketchup or any of that. So I use olive oil as my ketchup for everything. Oh, so you, you dip- are such a TV healthy guy, San Diego all the way. What, what about, we got to go quick. I got some more questions. What, what about you, Roberto? Deep fried turkey? Uh, no, no, I've had butter? it before, but I've never done it. All right. Cool. Definitely not. I've never even cooked a turkey. Uh, this is a question for the entire crew. Uh, this is from Tony on Facebook. Don't you want to hold a carving knife? I feel like a man holding a carving knife, don't you? Yeah. yeah. yeah I mean, right. I've cut a turkey. Yeah, okay. never all cooked right. it. Right. Uh, this is from Tony on Facebook for the I whole to- crew. Hi, Tony. Hot tub, beach, or pool? <sighs> well, I'd rather swim in a pool. I love going to the beach and just kind of chilling out and clearing my mind. And I, do, I, you know, hot tub's fine, but I'm, I'm either the beach to look at the beach, not to swim in it, or the pool to swim in. Does that answer your question? Well, real quick, what about you, Brian? Well, the three, uh, beach, uh, socks with sandals or sandals with socks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Roberto, what about you? Pool, pool, cool. Hot tub and only hot tub, always the hot tub. Uh, hot tub time machine. That's right. All right, a quick one from from Georgia boy on Twitter. Georgia boy. Do any of you or have any of you ever eaten fruitcake? Uh, no. I have held the fruitcake, but I've... Oh, boy. Uh, <laughs> I've not... <laughs> <laughs> Drop! <laughs> I've never... <laughs> I've never had it. Screw you, Georgia boy! <laughs>
If you're a smoker or dipper looking to make a change, you really only need one reason to do it. But with Zen Nicotine Pouches, you can find many. Zen is America's number one nicotine pouch. It's made with only six simple ingredients. Plus, Zen is the only nicotine pouch with a 10-day hassle-free trial. There are lots of options when it comes to nicotine satisfaction, but there's only one Zen. Find your Zen online or in a store near you at zen.com slash find. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.